Hypertension and Cardiovascular Risk, General Aspects, a review by Sverre Kidlsen from University of Oslo Hospital, Oslo, Norway, Pharmacological Research, 2018. Abstract. Hypertension is the strongest or one of the strongest risk factors for almost all different cardiovascular diseases acquired during life including coronary disease, left ventricular hypertrophy and vulvular heart diseases, cardiac arrhythmias, including artery fibrillation, cerebral stroke and renal failure. The continuous relationship between blood pressure and cardiovascular and renal events makes the distinction between high normal blood pressure and hypertension based on arbitrary cutoff values for blood pressures. Overall, the prevalence of hypertension in different European countries appears to be around 30 to 45 percent of the general population, with a steep increase with aging. The prevention of cardiovascular disease and treatment recommendations should be related to quantification of total cardiovascular risk which could be estimated from several different models. However, the impact of age and risk is so strong that young adults, particularly women, are unlikely to reach high risk levels even when they have more than one major risk factor and a clear increase in relative risk. Therefore, age-adjusted models, models assessing relative risk compared to others of the same age, and models including throughout assessments of target organ damage and ambulatory 24-hour blood pressure are needed together with national models because of the large variations between countries. Introduction The Global Burden of Disease study analysed by the World Health Organization since 2003 pointed towards hypertension as the most important global risk factor for morbidity and mortality. Hypertension does not cause cancer like smoking, but hypertension is the strongest or one of the strongest risk factors for almost all different cardiovascular diseases acquired during life, including coronary disease, left ventricular hypertrophy and valvular heart disease, cardiac arrhythmias, including atrial fibrillation, cerebral stroke and renal failure. The European Society of Hypertension has in cooperation with the European Society of Cardiology issues hypertension guidelines in 2003, 2007 and 2013. The 2003 guidelines are the most quoted guidelines in the world regarding any field of medicine. For example, the 2003 version of the hypertension guidelines was the most quoted article in medical literature in 2003 and 2004 and in the 2007 and 2013 are also extremely quoted. The hypertension guidelines have comprehensively summarized the relationship between hypertension and cardiovascular cerebral and renal risk. This overview is a slightly modified and updated version. Relationship of blood pressure to cardiovascular and renal damage. The relationships between blood pressure and cardiovascular and renal morbid and mortality have been addressed in a large number of observational studies. Office 
blood pressure shows an independent continuous relationship with the incidence of several cardiovascular events such as stroke, myocardial infarction, sudden death, heart failure and peripheral arterial disease as well as of end-stage renal disease. This has been shown for all ages and in all ethnic groups. The relationship with blood pressure extends from high blood pressure levels to relatively low values of 110-115 ml of mercurium for symbolic blood pressure and 70-75 to mm of mercurium for diastolic blood pressure. Systolic blood pressure is a stronger predictor of events than diastolic BP after the age of 50 years and in the early pulse pressure has an additional prognostic role. This is indicated also by the particularly high cardiovascular risk in patients with an elevated systolic and a normal or low diastolic BP, isolated systolic hypertension. A continuous relationship with cardiovascular events is also exhibited by out-of-office blood pressures obtained by 24-hour ambulatory blood pressure monitoring and home blood pressure measurements. Metabolic risk factors including lipid abnormalities and glucose intolerance of type 2 diabetes are more common when blood pressure is high than when it is low. The relationship between blood pressure and cardiovascular morbidity and normality is modified by the concomitant presence of such cardiovascular risk factors. Definition and classification of hypertension The continuous relationship between blood pressure and cardiovascular renal events makes the distinction between high normal blood pressure and hypertension based on arbitrary cut-off values for blood pressures. This is further the case because in the general population systolic and diastolic blood pressure values have an unimodal distribution. However, cut-off blood pressure's values are universally accepted both to simplify the diagnostic approach and to facilitate the decision about treatment. Recommended classification is summarized in Table 1 and it has been kept unchanged from the 2003 and through the 2007 and 2013 European Society of Hypertension and European Society of Cardiology Hypertension Guidelines. Hypertension is defined as systolic blood pressure values more than or equal to 140 mm of mercurium and or diastolic blood pressure values more than or equal 90 mm of mercurium. This definition is based on the evidence from randomized clinical trials showing that in patients with these blood pressure values treatment induced reductions are beneficial. The same classification is used in young, middle-aged and elderly subjects, whereas different criteria based on person TLs are adopted in children and teenagers in home data from large interventional trials are not available. Details on blood pressure classification in boys and girls according to the age and height can be found in the European Society of Hypertension report on the diagnosis, evaluation and treatment of high blood pressure in children and adolescents. Prevalence of hypertension 
Overall, the prevalence of hypertension in different European countries appears to be around 30-45% to of the general population, with a steep increase with ageing. There also appear to be noticeable differences in the average blood pressure levels across countries, with no systemic trends towards blood pressure changes in the past decades. Owing to the difficulty of having comparable results among countries, and over time the use of surrogates of hypertension status has been suggested. Stroke mortality is a good candidate because hypertension is by far the most important risk factor for fatal cerebral stroke. A cross relationship between prevalence of hypertension and fatal stroke has been reported. The incidence and trends of stroke mortality in Europe have been analyzed by use of World Health Organization Vital Statics. Western European countries exhibit a downward trend in contrast to Eastern European countries, which show a strong increase in death rates from stroke. Hypertension and total cardiovascular risk For a long time, hypertension guidelines focused on blood pressure values as the only or main variables determining the need for and the type of treatment. In 1994, the European Society of Hypertension, the European Society of Cardiology and the European Atherosclerosis Society developed joint recommendations on prevention of coronary heart disease in clinical practice. And the societies emphasized that prevention of coronary heart disease should be related to quantification of total or global cardiovascular risk. This approach is now generally accepted and has been integrated in the various versions of the European Society of Hypertension, European Society of Cardiology guidelines for the management of arterial hypertension. The concept is based on the fact that only a small fraction of the hypertensive population has an isolated elevation of blood pressure, with the majority exhibiting additional cardiovascular risk factors. Furthermore, when concomitant presence, blood pressure and other cardiovascular risk factors may potentiate each other, leading to a total cardiovascular risk which is greater than the sum of its individual components. Finally, in high-risk individuals, antihypertensive treatment strategy such as initiation and intensity of treatment, use of drug combinations, etc., as well as other treatments, may be different from those to be implemented in low-risk individuals. There is evidence that in high-risk people blood pressure control is more difficult and requires more frequently the combination of antihypertensive drugs together with other therapy first of all state in treatment. The therapeutic approach should consider total cardiovascular risk in addition to blood pressure levels in order to maximize the cost-benefit efficacy of the management of hypertension. Assessment of total cardiovascular risk Estimation of total cardiovascular risk is easy in certain subgroups of patients, such as those with antecedents of established cardiovascular disease, diabetes, coronary heart disease, or with severely elevated single risk factors. In all of these conditions, 
the total cardiovascular risk is high or very high, calling for intense cardiovascular risk reducing treatments. However, a large number of patients with hypertension do not belong to any of the above categories, and the identification of those at low, moderate, high or very high risk requires the use of models to estimate total cardiovascular risk in order to be able to adjust the therapeutic approach accordingly. Several computerized methods have been developed for estimating total cardiovascular risk. Their values and limitations have also been reviewed. The SCORE model has been developed based on large European court studies. The SCORE model estimates the risk of dying from cardiovascular and not just coronary disease over 10 years based on age, gender, smoking habits, total cholesterol and systolic blood pressure. The SCORE model allows calibration of the charts for individual countries, which has been done for numerous European countries. At international level, two sets of charts are provided, one for high-risk and one for low-risk countries. The electronic interactive version of SCORE, HERDSCORE, www.hertzcore.org is adapted to allow also adjustment for the impact of high-density lipoprotein cholesterol on total cardiovascular risk. The charts and the electronic versions can assist in risk assessment and management, but must be interpreted in the light of the clinician's knowledge and experience, especially with regard to local conditions. Furthermore, the implication that total cardiovascular risk estimation is associated with improved clinical outcomes when compared with other strategies has not been adequately investigated in a randomized design. The cardiovascular risk may be higher than indicated in the charts in sedentary persons and in people with central obesity. The increased relative risk associated with overweight is greater in the younger than in older persons. Socially deprived individuals and those from certain ethnic minorities may also have higher cardiovascular risk. Persons with elevated fasting glucose and or an abnormal glucose tolerance test who do not meet the diagnostic criteria for type 2 diabetes are in the same category. The same is the case for individuals with increased triglycerides, fibrinogen, apilopoprotein B, lipoprotein A levels and high sensitivity C-reactive protein, and also individuals with a family history of premature cardiovascular disease before the age of approximately 60 years may have high cardiovascular risk. The SCORE model total cardiovascular risk is expressed as the absolute risk of dying from cardiovascular disease within 10 years. Because of its heavy dependence on age, in young patients, absolute total cardiovascular risk can be low even in the presence of high blood pressure with additional risk factors. If insufficiently treated, however, this condition may lead to a partly reversible high-risk condition years later. In younger persons' treatment, decisions should better be guided by quantification of relative risk or by estimating her age. 
a relative risk chart is available in the Joint European Society's guidelines on cardiovascular disease prevention in clinical practice, which is helpful when advising young persons. Further emphasis has been given to identification of asymptomatic organ damage, since hypertension-related asymptomatic alterations in several organs indicate progression in the cardiovascular disease continuum, which markedly increased the risk beyond the caused by the simple presence of risk factors. Thus, searching for asymptomatic organ damage may be essential whenever evidence for additional risk is discussed. International guidelines for the management of hypertension like the 1999 and 2003 World Health Organization International Society of Hypertension Guidelines and the 2003, 2007 and 2013 European Society of Hypertension, European Society of Cardiology Guidelines and the 2012 European Society of Cardiology Prevention Guidelines have stratified cardiovascular risk in different categories based on blood pressure category, cardiovascular risk factors, asymptomatic organ damage and presence of diabetes or symptomatic cardiovascular disease or chronic kidney disease. The classification in low, moderate, high and very high risk refers to the 10-year risk of cardiovascular mortality as defined by the 2012 European Society of Cardiology Prevention Guidelines. The factors on which the stratification is based are summarized in Table 2. Discussion All currently available models for cardiovascular risk assessment have limitations that must be considered. The significance of target organ damage in determining calculation of overall risk is dependent on how carefully the damage is assessed, based on available facilities. Maybe the most typical example is detection of the left ventricular hypertrophy, which is much more common when investigated by echocardiography compared to electrocardiography. Conceptual limitations should also be mentioned. For example, the rationale of estimating total cardiovascular risk is to take advantage of the best use of limited sources to prevent cardiovascular disease or, in other words, to grade preventive measures in relation to the increased risk. Yet, stratification of absolute risk is often used by private and public healthcare providers to establish a barrier below which treatment is discouraged. One should keep in mind that any threshold to define high total cardiovascular risk is arbitrary, as well as the use of a cut-off values leading to intense interventions above the threshold and no action at all below. One should be aware of the strong effect of age on total cardiovascular risk models. It is strong that younger adults, particularly women, are unlikely to reach high risk levels even when they have more than one major risk factor and clearly increase in relative risk. By contrast, many elderly men, for example more than 70 years, reach a high total risk level whilst being at very little increased risk relative to their peers. The consequence are that most resources are concentrated in older people, whose potential lifespan is relatively short despite intervention. 
a little attention is given to young individuals at relatively high relative risk despite the fact that in the absence of intervention the long-term exposure to an increased risk may lead to a high partly reversible risk situation in middle age with potential shortening of their otherwise longer life expectancy. For the future, national models for prediction of 10-year risk of incident acute myocardial infarction or cerebral stroke based should be developed. A new such model was based on 10 years follow-up of a large population-based cohort through linkage to a database of cardiovascular disease hospital discharge diagnosis of morbidity and mortality in Norway 1994-2009. Estimations of 10-year risk were adjusting for competing risk. The model population consisted of participants 1994-1999 and the external validation population of participants 2000-2003. The Norwegian model showed good validity in an external data set and it's already included in new national preventive cardiovascular guidelines to help making decisions about preventive interventions in people without known previous cardiovascular disease. Conclusions Hypertension is the strongest or one of the strongest risk factors for almost all different cardiovascular diseases acquired during life, cerebral stroke and renal failure. The distinction between high normal blood pressure and hypertension is based on arbitrary cut-off values, hypertension being the level at which interventions to lower blood pressure has documented preventive benefits. The prevention of cardiovascular disease and treatment recommendations for mildly elevated blood pressure should be related to quantification of total cardiovascular risk. The effect of age on total cardiovascular risk models is however so strong that young adults, particularly women, are unlikely to reach high risk levels even when they have more than one major risk factor and they clearly increase in relative risk. Therefore, age-adjusted models, models assisting relative risk compared to peers on same age models including through assessment of target organ damage and ambulatory 24-hour blood pressure are needed together with national models because of the large variations between countries. Thank you for listening. Any suggestion are welcome as well as any article you would like to listen to. Follow me on Twitter. Pop reading.